Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Listen in as we uncover hidden treasure. Now, here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. This week we are summarizing our study of spiritual warfare, and today we'll see that we have to know our enemy. You know, to be victorious in battle, armies have to know their enemies. In fact, it's been said the first step on the way to victory is to recognize the enemy. We have to understand our enemy, the devil, in order to fight well in spiritual war. With that being said, we shouldn't give him more attention than is necessary since he's the megalomaniac of all time and would like nothing better than for Christians to spend all their time thinking about him. Yet Satan is equally happy with the other extreme of not even acknowledging his existence as well. C.S. Lewis worded the dilemma this way. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors and hell a materialist and a magician with the same delight. Martin Luther made the following comment about the need to know our enemy. If you young fellows were wise, the devil couldn't do anything to you. But since you aren't wise, you need us who are old. Jesus told us to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. He was telling us to know our enemy, but don't let that knowledge be used against us. Undercover police are always in danger of going over to the other side, which some call going native. They know their enemy so well and act like they are one of them to the point that some slowly switch over and don't even realize it's happening. Our goal as believers is to know Satan well enough to recognize an attack from him, but to not give him any more thought than is required to defeat him. We have seen Satan's tactics in subtly twisting the Word of God to get us slightly off on any one point so that he can gain wiggle room in our theology. We have to study God's Word regularly and rely on the Holy Spirit in order to combat this tactic. We have seen that he will accuse us with relentless abandon. We have to not confuse his accusations with God's voice or our own conscience or he will bury us with condemnation instead of the freedom that Christ wants us to walk in. We have seen that Satan can attack us through other people, including our friends. We have also seen that he will come after us in the form of personal attacks, illness, and disasters. He will try to get us to blame God for all that goes wrong in our life because sometimes we're taught that God controls everything. But we have to remember that God can have nothing to do with sin or evil and certainly cannot be its cause. James makes this clear in the following verse, James 1.13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. In closing, let's be aware of the number one weapon of choice by Satan, which is deception. And we have to know his attacks well enough to distinguish the demonic voice from God's when it's put into our thoughts. John makes it clear that Satan is a deceiver and that it comes from his very nature, which is that of a liar. John 8:44. You are of your father the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments about the show, visit us online at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again for listening and join us tomorrow as we continue to uncover hidden treasure.